This week, we'll be talking about the all-new PlayStation Plus games lineup, Death Stranding 2 unofficially in the works, Silent Hill rumors, EA talking to some big names about being acquired or merging, and more on Season 6, Episode 19 of Press X to Start Podcast. I can't sing, but that was the best I can do. You know what it is. What's up, everyone? I am your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choices, a.k.a. your emotional support creature, because I'm a human being. Huh? I was going to say another a.k.a., but I got no other a.k.a. Who else is here? I am Sean what? M.F. Ross. What, what do the MF stand for? <laughs> black by popular demand. Ooh, black by popular demand. I like that. Okay, there's I an like M in that. demand. And an F and duck. Cool. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm your heavyweight champion from Witch Nigga Wood, California, aka the janitor because we watch niggas, aka Lil Uzi Hurt, aka Bick and Back being Bull, Marcus Ellison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There was layers to that. There was layers to that. <laughs> and all of them are red. Right. <laughs> Last up. Uh, it's me, Avery. I'm uh, currently, I'm in a weird place right now. Uh, this looks like your bedroom. <laughs> emotionally. Last, this, this is, I'm always in the emotionally bad place, but this little Valorant update for you. Well, the, the week you're listening to this, we're on week three of the uh, group stages, but yesterday I watched my Sentinels go zero and two in groups, so they're probably not going to make playoffs, so I'm not going to see tens at land anymore, which hurts. Because I love tents. That being said, my TSM fucking beat the shit out of 100 Thieves. So <laughs> mm. uh, I'm, all, I'm in a weird place right now. <laughs> Let's oh, move on. So a little bit of bad, a little bit of good, right? Sorry and congrats. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> all right. Now that you know who we are, Press X Start Podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest video game news, review the biggest games, and give you our thoughts on the games we are playing. Our goal is to expand the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. Uh, with that being said, Avery, take us into the quick hits. Okay, so last week we talked about Sony, well, Jim Ryan's boneheaded response to the Roe v. Wade situation. Told you that man was a hoe. <laughs> Turns out, Marcus, you were correct. <laughs> and we, we commented on it. What was weird about last week is when we filmed it on the Monday, which meant that the actual like ramifications of what happened on a Thursday had already come out. We just chose not to talk about them and save it for now. So, hey, what, can, I, can I pause this real quick? Yeah, I sure. just want to clarify that this is not mud water. This is actually lemonade. You can continue. As DJ tries to gaslight us if he drinks his mud water, uh, this is from, <laughs> uh, Nathan Grayson at the Washington Post after Roe v. Wade cat email gaffe, Sony and Insomnia are playing dom- donations. Now, this is a story that was broke on every major news outlet, and every major news outlet buried the lead. The story, as every news outlet read it, was Insomniac revealed that after Jim Ryan Singh. Uh, pretty much most of the PlayStation Studios got together and like wrote a 60-page response 
to Jim Ryan's statement and sent it to Herman Holtz, the head of uh, place in the studios, and like, hey man, what's going on? We need to see change on this. And Samia also very, very much spoke out in a way that would allow them to be supportive of the, uh, the people hurt by the Supreme Court's uh, Roe v. Wade situation. And they donated around 50K, and Sony responded with 50K. Now, as people have pointed out, most companies will always match donations made by their employees. So this isn't Sony being like extra generous. It's not Sony like, yeah. we have it in our charitable donation to put out 50K in matching. And as Rebecca Valentine from IGN did research, Sony does that to any type of donation, including one that would be anti-abortion. Yep. There's no clarification of what, what the timeline they've been doing that recently. I didn't see much digging into that, but this isn't like a good on Sony situation. What was buried in the lead of this story was Insomniac pointed out that, hey, Sony has put an effective gag order on us and all of their PlayStation studios in regards to talking about this statement, which sort of proves my original theory about what happened was that Bungie made their statement. It caused some turmoil within the corporate section of Sony. Jim Ryan and Sony PR put out their statement in order to calm down fears. That statement pissed off so many people. It got leaked. It got revealed by everyone. And now Sony is dealing with the ramifications of that. That being said, as I also predicted would happen, this story has has essentially gotten buried in regards to what's happening going forward. Bungie has, at the time of this recording, come out and reaffirmed their statement that like, hey, Sony can do whatever the fuck they want. They're not going to stop us from playing with his right. Insomniac has come out and put out a pseudo statement because Sony is effectively gagging them. They don't want to lose any autonomy. Uh, but frankly, everyone in the video game industry has been quiet about the Roe v. Wade situation. Which is wild. Cowards. Like, I, I wonder if a couple or some or one or two of Sony's investors are you know, anti-abortion people in terms of them. Oh, they definitely are. Until it happens to them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt that there are anti-abortion people in their donors. Like there's too many rich people for there to not be at least one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just annoying. It's annoying. And it's it's one of those like I wish there was something that us consumers can do. But like the negative or not the negative, like the unfortunate part about this is that we're so intrinsically linked with playstation and our consoles as just like you know i play my playstation to you know relieve stress like that's my thing so i'm kind of stuck i mean i guess i can go fight squirrels outside but you know that's hard to do not with that attitude (laughs) we can just uh Open every episode of this podcast calling Jim Ryan a hoe from now on. Right. <laughs> Played on repeat. Exactly. I want to stress that one of the points I made earlier was that PlayStation opened up a can of worms in which made this political issue a video game issue. And as I expected, no one has said anything. Uh, there is some policy change at Sony that indicates that despite their uh, lack of taking a side in this matter, they will be supportive to their employees dealing with the ramifications of this Mm -hmm. but as like that's the most minor thing you could do as a corporation this is a shout out to every corporation who's operating within the confines of the united states of america pick a side like pick the right pick the right side and stand stand your ground like i said 
no one has talked about this. It's one of the reasons why Sony was labeled to allow this to pass on is beyond having a lot of really good Sony news come out at the same time, is that like there was no one to draw a parallel to. There was no one to say, mm-hmm. hey, this guy is doing the right thing. And yeah, Sony's yeah. doing the bad thing. Sony was just the only one caught with their pants down. Right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'd even go as far as to say pick a side, period. Because one of my uh, least uh, favorite yeah. things about kind of corporate, uh, I guess, culture is sitting on your hands and not taking a stand for anything. Like, even I don't endorse going on the wrong side of history, but like at least say something. Everybody can't be silent. You know what I mean? Because then nothing will get done at all. Say it with your chest. Stand firm in whatever it is that you decide to support. Don't half-ass it. it. Like, if you don't, quote-unquote, pick a side, but you're still moving in a way, like, you've already picked a side. Like, Mm -hmm. them them now saying... Yeah, exactly. Like, them saying now, like, okay, uh, we're going to be supportive of our employees who, you know, are running up with issues like this. It's like, okay, well, they're picking a side now. They're just not saying that they're picking a side. Like, it Mm -hmm. would be nice for them to come out and Jim Ryan to you know maybe go on his like hands and knees and say you know what I am sorry everyone I fucked up and um I actually do support the women out there and their bodily autonomy and um I got rid of my cats you know okay that's a, that's a bridge too far I hate cats <laughs> they, did nothing, they did nothing wrong hey let, let, let it be known I was just playing a part there because I I love cats cats are my favorite creatures other than myself Wow, your yeah. daughter is Marcus. Click this because I well, want to play that. No, I, no. I want to play that. London's. Let's see. When is she going to be emotionally cognizant? Twelfth uh, birthday. Let's go there. <laughs> I want to. DJ was right. He's not yep. calling his daughter a creature. Exactly. No. I, I, I believe. Other than myself, I mean human beings. So uh, there you no, go. He means giraffes. He means wow. giraffes. <laughs> I'm not going to have the same argument I had in so fucking third grade with my best friend Justin. We are all creatures. You can't just you can't just put up a biblical hierarchy on what's an actual conscious being. Yeah, fuck you, Justin. Biblical. I was talking alien. That's what I'm talking. About. Hey, hey, anyway, oh, shout out to Justin. You you got me through elementary school. Thank you, dude. That being said, no, fuck you, Justin. Marcus is a better version of you. Wow. Marcus hung out with me on Halloween. I mean, apparently, I'm the replacement, Sean, in some groups. I mean, it is what it is. It happens, Marcus. <laughs> You're my, you're, hey. you're my replacement, Sean Layton. <laughs> that thing, <laughs> that's any, that's anything. When's the PlayStation experience, Sean? <laughs> June thirteenth. All right, <laughs> Juneteenth. So, uh, in the news that buried the other Sony news, Sony has revealed their all new PlayStation games lineup. This is directly from the PlayStation blog. Uh, all new PlayStation game lineup, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Demon Souls, Ghost of the Shima, Director's Cut, NBA 2K, and more join the service. Uh, this is from Nick McGuire, who's their VP of Services, Global Sales and Business Operations at SIE. Essentially, we got the first look at the games lineup for the new PlayStation Plus. Uh, the mm-hmm. classic game catalog is, in my opinion, lackluster. However, considering what this is supposed to be, which is supposed to be a sort of game pass like competitor, the PS4 yeah. and PS5 game catalog is a fucking gigabanger. Like, I, I'm That's not gonna, I'm playing I'm, some of these games that I was never going to pay for. So. so I think objectively, yes, these games are good. But I think what I'm having a hard time 
wrapping my head around is that who who is this who is this for? Because like see a couple of Jones, I want to play on there. Yeah, you see a couple, right? Well, I can say a lot. To that point, DJ, who's this for? I make that exact same argument when I look at a, a sort of a Game Pass subscription service, and that's just how I feel about streaming in general. But like, I think yeah. ultimately, once again, it's not for us. It's for the people who, I guess, on Marcus, who like only plays unless we force him a couple of PlayStation titles a year, and yeah. like don't play a lot of these. Because my big thing is Sony, for the most part, put all of their big first-party games on this list with only a couple of like noticeable like couple of admissions and they're oh wait 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 Did, didn't they do they did a list like this for the ps4 to ps5 right the ps uh the yeah the collection the list? ps4 collection yeah yeah i mean okay. but, but that was only ps4 games and like in like yeah and like the major oh, okay. ps4 okay. games like this is yeah. a lot more and then more recent stuff on top of that as well the third party partners is actually a, a pretty good list as well uh, mm-hmm. My only caveat for the first party games of PlayStation, none of these really disservice. This is where these games live now. If you take them off, you're fucking, that's a major L. Uh, the most interesting add on to this is that Ubisoft Plus, so like how EA Play is a part of uh, Xbox Game Pass. And from what I can tell, it's not even like, oh, you get to play these EA games. You get to play a trial of these EA games. So it's only like a trial to EA Play. As far as I can tell, Ubisoft Plus is going to be just part of the all-new PlayStation Collection, which adds another, like, 20 Ubisoft games. And while they're not all bangers, they're all, like, relatively They're almost the Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Actually, there's only one Assassin's Creed on there. Uh. It's, like, the best Far Cry, both of the South Park games, which are chef's kiss of, like, comedy RPGs. The, the original Watch Dogs... Uh, which I think is a solid game, not an amazing game, but it's like Ubisoft also pointed out that Ubisoft collection is going to grow by the end of 2022. So you're going to see a lot more on this collection. Uh, and then another thing uh, that they also pointed out is they showed us what their limited game trials are going to be, which I think is like the saving grace of the premium mode. And it's going to keep your save progress. It's also going to allow you to earn trophies. And then, oh. I'll list this. The six games that are instantly coming out on the time-limited game trials are going to be Horizon Forbidden West, which is, like, a, like, big thing. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, which is also a relatively brand-new game. Uh, then Cyberpunk 2077, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, uh, Farming Simulator 22, and WW2K22. And this looks like the PS5 version of Cyberpunk 2077, so this yeah, is a better... Uh... Yeah, experience. Can yeah. you imagine him Mildly. getting the PS4 version? <laughs> <laughs> the game trial is fighting the bugs. Here, try to make this work for two hours. And then the mic drop for the PlayStation Plus collection in regards to how I ultimately feel about it is like during the middle of the week, we got a random uh, tweet from Sony Ben that PS1 Classic Cypher Filter will have trophies, which indicates to me that one of the reasons why the PlayStation Plus is like essentially classic collection is so limited is that they're working to update the classic games as they put on they're not just going to dump everything on there and we're probably going to get trophy support for a lot of these games on here which i think is a chef's kiss that actually makes premium actually worth it for me so I'm now not Avery get can't it. just be old game is old avery's like but the trophy hunter in me yeah. old game is old unless you do something new with it yeah so like my ultimate feelings 
I pointed out last week because, like I said, this news dropped when we were recording, whatever, and we already knew it. Now I'm like, how I feel about subscription services. All that shit is still there. I'm just saying, objectively, this is a pretty good service. It's not in all aspects. And if I was a man who hadn't owned 75% of the games and played them in some form, I would be 100% considering it. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, really digging down to this list, I think it's really cool. I think the third-party list is where I'm just like, oh, this is actually really interesting because, like, a lot of these games I just haven't played. Would you say this is the uh, best value in gaming? Whoa, he did it. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, Whoa! like, rah, I mean, like we do in a situation I'm where joking. you need, No, no, Sean, you're actually putting on the point that I've heard echoed like in other, like, fears of the game audience from other yeah. people in that, I think Gene Park pointed this out from the Washington Post, that like, Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass, it's a great service and they're doing such a good job and there's so much value in having all your games day one on that service. But as this 2022 is pointed out, Xbox has no games. And Sony's essentially put all of their Game of the Year award-winning games on this service as well. Even the so PS1 and PS2 games and PS3, like, yeah, Xbox, over the years, they still only had Halo, Gears, Fable, Forza. Yeah, I think the value of Xbox Game Pass is day one. It's was canceled out by the catalog of Sony's bangers they're willing to put on this service to get people to buy it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marcus and Sean are use cases for getting the extra edition of this. How do you guys feel about it? See a bunch of classic games I want to play, just like those first party PS1 games. If all of these have uh, trophies and whatnot, like the first Ape Escape, I love playing that back in the day. IQ Intelligent Cube, I played the shit out of that um, demo back when I was stealing demos out of magazines back in the day, but I never actually bought the game. Because it mirrors your, uh, your childhood, Sean? <laughs> I literally played almost everything on this list. Ape Escape, Hot Shots, Golf. Because you're an ape. IQ. I'm going to fight you. Uh, <laughs> with DJ's Mudwater from Africa. Jumping Flash. Psycho whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay. Hold, hold the fucking phone. I will not allow the Africa slander. Rep your set, King. It could be high quality designer Mudwater. My people didn't have... Their lands soiled and ripped by colonizers for you to then call what is clearly some sort of Caribbean mud water. <laughs> hey, hey, Caribbeans still have their roots in Africa. Oh, we get, oh, we no. still get to call it that. One drop. I will say that the reason why it's brown is because I am indeed using brown sugar and not white sugar. Anyway, you should have you should have led with that when you tried to <laughs> when, you, when you tried to explain it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, they got yeah. Jack and Daxter and all that stuff. I'm, I'm gonna play a lot of these. I'm probably gonna like this is good for me just because just given my schedule, especially mm-hmm. these days, I don't have much time to play a lot of games so me sinking $70 into a game and not knowing how much time I'll be able to sink into it feels like a waste of money for me so like I really have to be picky and choosy with what I'm dropping like coins into these days and so this service is gonna allow me to dip my toe into things and check things out that maybe I missed out on or like was unable to justify putting the money into. So, um, yeah, like this is, 
I, I understand why Avery is pretty anti-subscription service, but this is going to keep me in gaming. Well, I, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm very anti-subscription <laughs> service because, like, the way I... To reiterate my original early criticism about subscription services, they changed the way you make a product because you're making it for essentially a different delivery method of income. Oh, yeah. And like, like, like I said, I, I completely understand. Yeah. And like, I, I, Sony is guaranteeing that they're not going to change the way they make games, but the way they're rolling out the PlayStation Plus collection. So, yeah. like, this is a preferable model of subscription service than its competitor for me. That being said, mm-hmm. Until we get to the period where games exclusively come out for it that I care about, it's still not a must-buy for me at this time. Unless, unless they start releasing old games that I actually care about with trophy support, then I will definitely get the premium section and probably sit there for the rest of my life. <laughs> Fair enough. Cool. Uh, so, before we jump into the next topic, which is God of War Ragnarok. Are you enjoying this episode? Do you like my mud water? It's not mud water, it's lemonade. So, you know, fuck these other people. This is, this is where it's at. Um, support me by liking this video, hitting the subscribe button, hitting the notification button. Let these chuckleheads know that you indeed stand for lemonade and not mud water. Chuckleheads. Lemonade is fucking one of the best drinks of all time. It is objectively okay, the best. Okay, here we go. It's objectively the best juice. There you go. All right. Well, support me and Avery by liking this video, hitting the subscribe button, hitting the notification button. Orange juice and cranberry juice are pretty goaded with the sauce, but nothing's more refreshing than ice cold, perfectly balanced lemonade. Yes. I only drink juice with alcohol, so. (laughs) Why are you so black, Marcus? (laughs) Oh, Marcus lives in L.A. He's always going out to mixers. It's water, tea, and alcohol for me. <laughs> Look at this uppity dude now. I only drink juice with my alcohol. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that being said, Avery, take us into this God of War news. And more Sony PlayStation news and continuing to bury the lead of the uh, Roe v. Wade story. This is <laughs> directly from the PlayStation blog. This is uh, from Mila Pavlin, the lead UX designer at Santa Monica Studio. So shout out to them because they are probably in charge of a lot of these changes, God of War Ragnarok accessibility features revealed. Accessibility has become a big topic in video games in terms of all things. Uh, Last of Us 2 was probably the most perfect accessibility game I've ever played in my entire life. So much so that the accessibility in that game helped me platinum it. Uh, And I see a lot of the roots of what Last of Us was doing in uh, God of War. So a lot of features of accessibility were added to the PC port of God of War. And now PlayStation is going uh, the extra mile with God of War Ragnarok in that you're getting subtitles and font changes. You're getting like manipulation of the textures and graphics on the map. Uh, they're doing the high contrast mode that I remember from uh, The Last of Us Remake that allows you to wipe out the entire world and only put interactable objects in like focus, which yeah. for a trophy hunting perspective is a chef's kiss of, I, I know exactly where I need to go to find something. <laughs> Mm. They did that in uh, uh, the last Ratchet and Clank as well. Yeah. If you're interested in accessibility, go to the uh, places blog and look at the full list. It's a lot of really interesting things that, like, I don't like when accessibility impacts mm-hmm. the game's, like, gameplay loop of difficulty, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I love when accessibility, like, removes the barriers of interacting with a game. It would be like, nice mm-hmm. if uh, 
Microsoft's compatibility controller would work on the PlayStation? I think it does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Does it? I, I don't. I, I, I believe. I, I believe there was a story ages ago that you could play it on the PlayStation. Oh, okay. Crossplay. Because I, I thought that was a that was a thing that everyone uh, Xbox yeah. hoped for, but it didn't actually do that. But if it does, then that's awesome. That's great. I'm gonna look yeah, up. Keep going. This is great. This is something that you know we all want to see more of. And when I look at stories like this, kind of like, uh, you know, this game is doing accessibility right. This game is doing accessibility right. I'm reminded of a story where um, someone was talking about how accessibility actually improves the life of everyone. And it's just, we are so unaware of it that we just kind of accept it as, oh, that's just a thing. Like, um, the sidewalk, like how you have the slope down portion of the sidewalk, that's for accessibility. And it's just like automatic doors is for accessibility. Fucking escalators for accessibility. And it's just like that stuff just it, it improves all of our lives. So the more we get these things cropping up and, you know, hopefully spreading to more and more games, maybe like a tool being developed where like you're able to, you know, glom on the tool to your game and you can make this process a lot easier like stuff like this is just great to see so you know a game probably right. about to have crazy accessibility features not elden ring no. <laughs> like, that was- their accessibility feature is normal mode but their, their accessibility gonna- feature is me summoning let me solo her to fight millennium <laughs> but uh i was gonna uh, say hellblade 2 probably gonna have crazy accessibility that would be cool that, that'd cool. be a hope that'd be a hope for sure yeah like, like one of those things where if God of War 2 is going this hard in accessibility, then that means the, the standard for all PlayStation games going forward is some sort of high accessibility, and that will be a great thing for them going forward. Uh, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this story is that there's a lot of scuttlebutt of whether God of War Ragnarok was coming out this year. If Sony is confident in talking about its accessibility features and re-releasing the trailer with an updated version of the original trailer to show off the accessibility features, then I'm, I'm more confident that the game is still on track for 2021. 2022. Wow, 2022, my bad. Which means I have I have a chance. <laughs> I have a chance in the <laughs> in the bracket. A chance to do what exactly? Score. Okay. Score. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> we should have DJ, we should have let him keep God of War Ragnarok on his goddamn counterpick list. Mm. I'd have ran that nigga for 30 points. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, yeah, so just to, um, you know, jump on to what Avery's talking about in terms of the potential of this game coming out. So as it is right now, time of recording, Sony has not announced a, you know, showcase or a conference or anything like that happening this year. Do we think that they're just kind of waiting to the last moment to say, hey, look, we're doing this thing. Check it out. Or do you think they're actually going to go through the whole E3 cycle without a actual showcase? Nah, they're probably just going to drop like a couple day, you know, give us a couple day notice. But there's no way they're yeah. going this entire summer without showing something off. Damn. I mean, yeah. they did last year. They waited to the, uh, waited to essentially the fall to have a real conference. Okay, well, I mean, 
Maybe not it's necessarily like, summer, but I think it's I think it's up in the air. It depends on what type of Sony we're operating. Are we operating on the Sony who's going to show the same three games every year going forward, mm-hmm. or is this a Sony that has their calendar pretty much mapped out? If, it, if this is a Sony that's very confident in the release structure of games going forward, then they have no reason to not wait till after Microsoft has gone to do their conference. That's another thing I think they're waiting on because like it in a world that Microsoft's big two games for the fall have dropped off the face of the earth. And Microsoft is still going to show off a fall that's not really going to happen with their press conference. I think it's prudent to just wait and see with them again, and then um, plan accordingly. Because like Microsoft can show you a future that they really can't fulfill for the rest of the fall. So like there's there's no rush for Sony to do anything right now. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. I didn't I didn't consider the Microsoft aspect of the equation, but um, yeah, like I'm you know of course hoping that PlayStation throws something towards us in terms of oh there's a conference happening in e3 time just to kind of keep that tradition going but like as avery saying like yeah last year they kind of waited until later in the year to do something but um yeah like i'm i'm thinking as avery was pointing out like this god of war news is something that for all intents purposes could just been saved for whenever they put god of war out and just like oh yeah look this has like cool accessibility features but the fact that they're doing this now before E3 time, and it's kind of like they haven't put out a, a notification for a conference or anything like that. Like maybe we might get something. And then there's also the talks that um, uh, what Final Fantasy 16 and Remake Part Two could be possibly showing at the Sony thing. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping that we get some kind of news from PlayStation that's not Jim Ryan just completely destroying something else that we hold precious. Mm. But yeah. He just comes on stage. I also don't like the black people and then just leaves. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I mean, if Liam Neeson can work his way through it, maybe Jim Ryan can too. <laughs> Did Jim Ryan make Taken? Did Jim Ryan make Taken? Was Jim Ryan in love, actually? <laughs> <laughs> we still holds up. Got parts of it that are really weird now. Still holds up. Uh, uh, yeah, so this is a story from IGN. This is a super weird and fun story, and it's a piggyback of a bunch of things we've been talking about reporting for the last couple of weeks in the world of Hideo Kojima and his oeuvre. Uh, this is from Jordan Serrani, Death Stranding 2, Norman Reedus seemingly confirms the sequel. So in an interview, like, I think in an interview revolving his, like, AMC, like, commitments, I think someone asked him about Death Stranding 2, and he just came out and said, oh, yeah, <laughs> we're working on it. Just flat out uh, said it. Didn't give a fuck. We just, I think his direct quote is, we just started working on the second one. This isn't him talking about like, oh, I was working on the DLC for like uh, the, the director's cut. Or we're like doing some pickups. No, I'm like, oh yeah, they've communicated to me that, oh, this is going to be the sequel. And then to add fuel to the fire, Hideo Kojima then immediately went on Twitter doing his Hideo stuff and posted images of the Negan bat, him having Norman Reedus in a headlock, and like, uh, <laughs> he said, go to your private room, friend. And go to your private room. Which he, was like, he hey, said, no, you fucked me. He said, <laughs> I'm going to send you to God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, adding this to the, the upper like, room. The upper room. So, like, like, so there are a lot of things go into this. There is the Microsoft uh, written agreement that, hey, we're going to make a game in the future. Unless Koji Pro scales up, that's being punted to the future. Uh, someone pointed out that there was that old screenshot of a dev console in like a, a background of a Kojima prediction shot. I'm like, 
Why would PlayStation take away their dev kit from them? No, apparently that person was correct. They're still working on PlayStation games, so that's why it's sitting there. And then there is the whole PlayStation replacing, I want to say, Concrete Genie in their big logo with the Norman Reedus from, uh, with the Sam Porter Bridges from Death Stranding, which is indicating that they still see that as a pillar of their first party. So, yeah, Death Stranding too, everyone. I'm here for yeah. it. I mean, yeah. Me and- too. In terms of that, that that Xbox game or whatever, it's possible that Kojima's working on the two like concurrently because he did say like he's working on an unannounced big game, then he's also working on like a challenging game, and the challenging game is probably the Xbox Cloud thing. But yeah, this is uh this is cool. Um, I wonder if this is one of those announcements that we'd have possibly seen in the PlayStation Showcase that. Or like just like a little like, oh, Death Stranding 2, like trailer font or whatever. I sincerely hope that if there is a Death Stranding 2, I hope it's the same cycle of Hideo just putting out vague <laughs> ass <laughs> tone pieces the, and the then dropping the game. That is like we know I what Death it. Stranding is. You can't I confuse you dude. can't confuse me anymore. I know your entire Are you sure? Dude, like, right? Oh, sure? <laughs> Kojima's like, oh, really? Is that a challenge? <laughs> I mean, we all, like, this is some Death Stranding 2 talk. This is the conversation between me, Marcus, and Sean as the only people who actually played that game. So, DJ, you can just I sit in the corner it. over there. Nope, sit in the corner and didn't play the game. Um, you're not part of this conversation. What do you guys think the sequel is? I have no idea. Like, <laughs> the game ended in such a... Definitive way. Yeah, so I'm like, I have no idea. That's why I'm saying, like, when you say that Kojima can't confuse you, I'm like, I mean, because he can't confuse me because there's like, there's no way it's just not going to involve elements from the first game. So there's no way oh, yeah, that yeah, I can't sit there and be like, okay, this element probably means this. Last time I was like, what the fuck is that thing in the sky? What's the kipu? I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah, care. I, man. Just give me my magic fetus. <laughs> So is there any, like, lore or anything in the game about the fetus growing? Can the fetus grow up to be a well, person? Yeah, that's what I, I, w- that's I was going to say. I think it's going to be a situation where you're playing as Lou and not uh, Sam anymore. And Lou is taking over Sam's role as delivery service for maybe a continental situation. I was going to say that it might be a lone wolf and cub situation. where I, I, cause I, don't I don't think, think you make the entire game an escort mission. <laughs> no, not 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 so much an escort mission, but more like because there's no way they're just if Sam is working on the game or not Sam, uh, uh, Norman is actively working on the game. I don't think they do away with Sam yet, but I do think that there is going to be a factor of Lou being at the least like Atreus's age mm-hmm. in the first God of War game or the first God of War reboot game. <laughs> the fetus going to have a text. <laughs> maybe maybe like i feel like amniotic shots <laughs> they're gonna explore the first like bb that is out of the pod interacting with the world well she's and... not the first bb no i mean the first one that's out in the wild right no she's, no uh sam is i was to say wasn't that sam right oh, yeah. sorry 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 come sorry. on Marcus, you know even i knew that shut up you I shut can't believe right we're now. still talking. We're, we're, we're talking about <laughs> private conversation. <laughs> but okay, but I mean, yeah, like, so I think that that could possibly be where they're going. But in terms of like what the threat would be and all of that, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. 
I, yeah. I mean, time falls stopped happening at the end of Death Stranding 1, so they no longer have to deal right. with that. But I don't exactly. think the BTs are gone. And I don't think the threat of the actual Death Stranding, like the fifth extinction event, would actually stop. I think I'm only of course. Now, like, you, you've postponed it. But the BTs, yeah. part of the threat of the BTs, and then we can move on because this is becoming the thing. Uh, part of the threat of the BTs is the fact that it happens during Timefall, so it's an added threat where it's just like, okay, you can't actively fight them because there's also Timefall. And I feel like if you're going to keep using BTs, you have to add a little something extra to it, or it's more blatantly an action game. So I'm I mean, very the, the curious. The last DLC for Death Stranding was mostly action stealth situations. Okay. Well, then, hey, I'm down with it. I'm down with it as well. Put more Norman Reedus and his preteen fetus into my veins. <laughs> uh, this is from uh, GameSpot, the fifth biggest Elder Ring website. This is from Jenny uh, Zhang. Multiple Silent Hill projects are rumored to be in development. So apparently Konami is actually making video games. And from what rumors have leaked, uh, beyond actual leaked images of a Silent Hill game being set in London, which were uh, leaked a week previous to this, uh, the reports have come out that they're working on at least three Silent Hill projects. One seems to be a, a either remake or reboot by Bloober Team, the team behind the medium. And the other seems to be an sort of a Silent Hill anthology-like series. The big takeaway from this is Konami isn't making any of these games in-house because Konami has no in-house studios. Uh, they don't anymore? Not really. I think they outsource everything for the most part. The Pro Evolution team might be the only team that they currently have working. Soccer does make money. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not the biggest Silent Hill fan, and I was pretty mid on the medium. So, like, Bloober Team being responsible for the next Silent Hill game doesn't make me go, oh, snap. But it's, <laughs> this, is, this is an interesting wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm also not big into Silent Hill. But um, if this is, you know, interesting news that could amount into a cool trailer, I'm for it as well. I did play the shit out of the demos back in the day, though. I don't so think I y'all it's... understand how many demos. <laughs> oh, we understand, Sean. Right? <laughs> we I mean, understand. You end, you end every old video game story you tell with, I also stole this demo. <laughs> like, I had a collection of them motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, Sean had the Infinity Rings of the PlayStation demo disc. <laughs> I would go back I to I guess technically, demos, out of the four of us, I'm by default the biggest silent hill fan um and i uh i'm very curious to see where they go with this because it's outside of pt it's been a long ass time since we've gotten anything vaguely related to silent hill so it uh, especially with where we've gone i'm very curious yeah some clarification uh because there's some jeff grubb reporting on all of this so the blue team is working on specifically a silent hill 2 remake it's going to have reworked puzzles new endings and it's apparently going to be a time playstation console exclusive which in this world means either it's going to come out on xbox maybe a year later or it's going to come out on pc a year later and it's never going to show up on the xbox so we'll see possibly and i think there was also some uh screenshots of one of the silent hill projects leaked and it's like a um i think the main character is mexican i want to say like it's yeah, they're definitely a non-white character. 
So that's cool. Okay. In our final story, this is from Kotaku. This is from Ethan Gotch. Report EA looking to sell or merge. I'm going to read a snippet of this. The video game market is consolidating like never before, and electronic art is scrambling like everyone else. The Battlefield and FIFA maker recently pursued a merger with NBC Universal and also held potential acquisition talks with Disney, Apple, and other companies, according to a new report by Puck. While a deal isn't currently in the works, it doesn't sound like EA plans to give up anytime soon. Mm. As long as they don't go to Tencent. I agree with the not going to Tencent thing. Like in terms of like EA's market share and everything like that. And outside of the Chinese market thing, I don't have any adversarial relationship with Tencent because they own a lot of games I actually do like. And I'm like, I don't see any problem with the, what they're doing there. So it's like, it's, it's more of like a reputational cultural thing. That being said, Tencent uh, is very hands off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I care who EA goes to because <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where like EA has, streamline a lot i mean i guess there's mass effect right yeah that's the like for me as a fan of ea in terms of studios that i own the only thing of value to me is respawn because of apex and then bioware yeah, for the lineage of an apex that they cleared like three point billion dollars or something either in last year or or something so like it's a major cash cow uh for yeah. ea as a it's one of those things where like as long as it doesn't go to Microsoft or Sony or Nintendo, I don't care who buys it, who uh, they merge yeah. with. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think Sony can afford them. I mean, Microsoft no. could, nope. but I think they're still dealing with Activision yeah. stuff, so they're not going to make that move now. I think, um, you know, the article is is pointing out Disney and Apple. I think if they go, Disney's not going to do it. Disney literally divulged all their fucking studios to then. Oh, yeah, yeah. To then go back and buy, like, if Disney did it, that would mean that, hey, man, no one else is getting a Star Wars game anytime soon because now we have a bunch of studios that just make Star Wars games without EA controlling them anymore. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it's going to be Disney. I think, yeah. honestly, this is an Apple or Google type of beat. Yeah, yeah. That, that's or when Amazon. I first saw this. Apple, Amazon, or Google. Like, one, of those, yeah. one of those three who have a foot in games and need the instant we have game studio situation. And has the money. Yeah. 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 But I, I think out of those three, whoever they EA settles on, I doubt we're gonna see much change in how the games are, are put out or, or produced. I mean, I think you just, might oh, yeah. see their sports games go to a game and service platform system. Oh well. Which doesn't that affect us in be, any way, so that too, yeah. But I, I think a lot of people who play the sports games are also kind of calling for that. I think we saw an attempt at that with uh, eFootball. Yeah, that was Konami. So, yeah, Konami's game. Konami. Okay, right, right. Never mind. Not EA. They have some yeah. uh, stuff. They got they got a franchise. I'm looking at this shit. They got Dead Space, Dragon Age. Oh, Dead. Uh, Need for Speed. I mean, EA, uh, EA is regardless of everyone's like I guess preconceived notions about EA as a publisher, they are a valuable entity. So I would. Yeah. Out like if you take Call of Duty out of Activision and you just remove the Blizzard of it all, I always saw EA the more valuable like mm, uh, company. like in, in company than Activision. They just were dealing yeah. with the everyone hates us, even though Activision is literally an actually evil company. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. You hate to see it, EA. You hate to see it. Well, well um, 
That is it for the quick hits. Before we jump into what we have been playing, we have a word from our sponsors. Cookie Crisp. Ooh. Hey fam, have you been enjoying this episode of Press X to Start? Want to make sure you keep getting the best laughs, latest news, and most fire takes? Then we're going to need your help. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show. Then tell three people about the podcast. Could be friends, strangers, loved ones, or hated ones. Every little bit counts. And after you're done with that, please follow us on Facebook at Press X Number Two Start, Instagram at Press X Number Two Start, Twitter at Press X Two S, and YouTube at Press X Two Start TV. And if you're done with all this, well done. Many thanks. You're one of the good ones. And we are back. And now it is time for us to talk about the games we have been playing. DJ, take take it away. All right, DJ, will do. Thanks, DJ. All right, so um, I got two little quick things, and they're both Gundam-related, so this is an update. Um... So BB Studios just released a new mobile suit that everyone's just like, what the fuck about? It's a raid suit, and the shit is deleting mobile suits left and right. I don't know what's going on with the studio, and I think this is the point where people are going to start being up in arms. Um, mobile arms? Possibly. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Heavy arms? <laughs> but uh like yeah for for a long time uh bb studios has maintained a like pokemon style game system where the raids are strong against support support strong against general and general is strong against raids they just released this raid that can pretty much one shot supports and pretty much take like 90 percent of general's health in like one combo and this is insane. Like, I, I don't know. This is kind of annoying. As a They may be who... taking the Apex route where they uh, introduce a completely broken new character just to let people have fun with them. And then they tone them down in the next update. Yeah. Like, everyone is, is really Don't hoping for, like, a nerf on this mobile suit because it is, it is, it's fucking insane. Like, they've done this in the past where it's just like, all right, this is kind of overpowered, but they also kind of balance it in a way where it's like, okay, you can... You could see it coming from a mile away, or you can do some stuff to get around it. But this suit is like, it's a fucking terror in, in the game. Uh, the other thing is that Bandai just announced their first ever Gundam Game Fest showcase. And it's going to be live streaming on May 26, 3 p.m. PT. That's for you, Marcus. 6 p.m. ET. That's for us. And 12 a.m. CET. That is for, I guess, Japan. I think that's Japan time? Central? Central. I don't know what Central East, I don't know oh. what that stands for. But I think it's Japan time. I mean, Japan you time mean, sounds weird. Asian? Asian time? I don't, I don't know. The no, Central. no, you're making it so much worse. Am I? <laughs> Central European Yo. time, you uncultured oh. swine. Central yes. European time. I had well, to look it up. <laughs> I'm not Central or European, so I don't know anything about that time. But um, yeah, so in this showcase, they'll be showing Gundam Evolution, GPO 2, and SD Gundam Battle Alliance. Um, I think the people are, are, are ruminating and like talking that they might show Gundam Unicorn here and Gundam Unicorn might be a thing that is dropped 
in all three games, which would be really cool. Uh, the other thing that I thought was very interesting about this is that the times for this seems to be targeting East Coast versus targeting the East because it's going to drop like 12 midnight over there. And so it's like, that's weird that they're targeting us, but cool for me. They have the numbers. It's not weird. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. But um, yeah, that's pretty much what's happening over in, in my uh, my thing, my area. Well, also Genshin did an uh, update, but uh, I'll get to that later. That's going to be a bigger thing. All right, Sean, what you been playing? What's going on with you? Uh, Apex is normal. Uh, they just came out with Apex Legends Mobile. I played a few games of that. It is interesting. I will say to see people just granted. I think they have bots in like uh, lower lobbies or lower level lobbies, but it's just interesting to see people just like, I I know I'm decent at Apex, but not this damn good. Maybe people are trash and maybe it's the bots. I don't know. We'll Uh, see. I got to play some more of it, but it's mobile just just dropped, right? It's all there. Yeah. um, On the 17th. So as of this recording a couple days ago, I think last Tuesday. So you're probably and, getting a lot of like newbie people. Yeah, because I don't think they have the player count to sustain full player lobbies just yet. Yeah. So we'll see. Gotcha. Okay. And then on a whim, I felt like playing Oregon Trail for some reason. Mm. Mm. What? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait. Did you play the original Oregon Trail or like for the new fun? Like, shiny looking? <laughs> no, it was the original. So I looked it up. Hey, and, my, like, this nigga hey, got a TI eighty four calculator. Marcus. Let my man suffer if he wants to suffer a little bit, okay? Oh, no, no, I'm done playing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because you died playing. of dysentery. Listen, so I, I downloaded it on my Android, and apparently, like, it has you download the original MS-DOS uh, file. Wow. So this is, like, the original Good shit. Good lord. And, you know, I got my 400 pounds of grain and two oxen and three wagon wheels and set off. And, and uh, died immediately. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got to the first river, you know, took a five dollar ferry, crossed that, then um, five got to the next got river, got to the, which, now that I think about it, that was probably a lot of money. I think it set like in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, that five dollars was a grip. Fuck. <laughs> um, All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil the ending to or Oregon Trail. Uh-huh. So if you don't How want to spoil you? it, please don't listen. How but um, dare you? The final wagon stop on the Oregon Trail is Oregon City. Oregon City <laughs> welcomes visitors with food, drink, museums, and outdoor activities. What the fuck outdoor activity going to do back then? Wait, slavery? Yeah. This, this, this. <laughs> Are you being serious right now, DJ? Yes. What? Oh. When we do out, outdoor activities? No, or no, no. The, I... the ending that you're spoiling, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I'll Oregon just watch your video be... like you did. I just watched the video. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the. I'm gonna watch a, a let's play of Oregon Trail. <laughs> um. No. I, I. I got to the second uh river and I was like, all right. It didn't give me the ferry option this time, so I think I like. Uh-oh. I caulked the wagon and we floated across, and then I started running out of food, and I'm like, all right. I only got like 50 miles to the next marker, the next town, or whatever. Yeah. And then for some reason, somebody fell and broke their ankle. And I was like, all right, I mean, we can make it to town. We can make it to t-. Then you ate your children. <laughs> and then somebody <laughs> got bitten by a snake, Beth. Just, I don't remember the names. And I'm oh, like, Beth, God damn it. <sighs> Beth Sheba. I'm like, all right, maybe we can rest two days. You know, she'll make it. 
and they both died before I got to town, and then I didn't understand the controls. So instead of buying like supplies and more food and all that good shit, I'm thinking I could hit continue to like go into the outpost to buy shit, and they just continued without resupplying. I'm like, this is just a, <laughs> this is just a failed mission. Fuck it. The father's like, Sean, are you sure? Sean, please don't do this to us. Imagine no secondary like confirmation. Are you sure you want to leave without buying? This is because life the... doesn't give you secondary confirmation, John. <laughs> this is back in the age of personal responsibility, so you know. <laughs> right. Fuck it, you want to buy no food? Go ahead. Could you imagine wow. dying of a broken ankle? Like, <laughs> 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 I started as a carpenter instead of a doctor. I just, I don't know. Choices were made. People uh, died. Games were deleted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. That's funny as shit. That is hilarious. Thank you for that. <laughs> I don't know. I just got the compulsion to play it, man. I don't know. Whatever. No, that was a good one. That's a <laughs> man. Anyway. I hope like it's a running thing from now on where Sean just like gets a random compulsion to play a game and then just talks about this random ass game he plays that week. Like played a Peloton game last week and now he's playing Oregon <laughs> <Yeah>. Trail. <laughs> hey. Oh man, I totally forgot about the Peloton. Like that was, <laughs> I like I so like when I blacked out DJ talking about Gundam games, I blacked out the Peloton talk. <laughs> I was there. I I mean the real the real the real thing is now we know that Sean has Peloton money. <laughs> My wife has Peloton money. <laughs> hey, that means you got Peloton money, King. <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is like. Bill Cosby and his children. When his children said we're rich and he said, no, me and your mother are rich. <laughs> you have nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying we think of a better, we think of more modern, not less problematic Listen, reference. Uh, the uh, man wasn't 100% bad. Okay. As Dave oh, Rappel said. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, okay. We're driving a missile now. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, no. Blanks. Red. <laughs> Cut the feet. In the show. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, this is another episode of Press Like Start Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget the rate and review on your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget to hit that like that subscribe and that sexy notification bell whenever you see it. And um, yeah, you know, just just be good. Keep being good. Keep doing good and uh, fight the local fight. You know what I mean? I don't really know what I mean. I'm just kind of saying stuff that sounds good. Um, until next time, where we'll be talking about. He has daddy brain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Check our website at press There you go. Is that a gnat? No, it's not. Okay. All right, guys. Take care. I'm naming this episode Bill Cosby's Not So Bad.